that are just relying so much on credit cards and they're like, oh, I'm going to swipe. I have money. I have this. And the truth is credit cards is not money. You continue to borrow loans, you, a high interest rate, by the way. And then at the end is you get so caught up on this usage of I'm just going to swipe and you're not prioritizing the emergency fund or the peace of mind that is going to really help you break generational cycles. You are listening to the Say Hola Well podcast, a show dedicated to the stigmatize the idea of wanting more money. More money, more options for you, your family, and our community to become financially free. I am your host, Lucy King. I am on a mission to help decolonize wealth for Latinas, and here is how I do it. I talk about building generational wealth through a holistic lens. I give you the strategies, the mindset, and the ideas to create generational wealth and also break away from a culture of silence. Ya sabes, that believe that in our cultura, no se habla de dinero. We don't talk about money. I am a first-gen investor who went from believing I had to work mentally and physically hard for money to now having multiple investment accounts and run a business that I love. I am a mom, a wife, speaker, and author ready to help you create wealth beyond your ancestors' wildest dreams. Welcome to the Say Hola Well podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to follow us on social if you are loving the podcast, want to build community, and you want to learn creative ways to increase your income. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and of course, on our website at www.sayolawell.com. If you feel inspired by any of the episodes, it will mean the world to me if you can leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. This is how other mujeres find us. Hello and welcome to the podcast. In today's episode, I want to chat with you about some financial moves to make before the year ends. And I'm so excited about this episode because I have been reflecting on some of the work that I have been doing with my clients, my own personal journey. And I want to tell you what this episode is going to be about because first of all, it's not going to be just about finances. I hope that I'm able to give you some mindset questions, reflections, so you can start creating your dream life in 2024. Now, before I get started, I want to remind you that I am opening doors to the Say Hola Wealth Academy once again on January 4th. If you have been looking for the accountability, the community, and more important, the clarity to help you start your financial journey, I would like to invite you to add your name to the waitlist using the link in the show notes. The Academy keeps getting better and better. And I know that you have been listening to the podcast for a while and you keep telling yourself, I should do it. I want you to do it this time, okay? So with that out of the way, let me tell you what we're going to discuss on this episode. I'm going to start by talking about the importance of reflecting on the year that is about to end. I'm going to talk to you about the importance of knowing what you have in terms of your investments. And even if you don't have investments right now, I want you to still listen, okay? Because you're going to learn one thing or two. I'm going to talk to you about tax planning 
because investing is intended to help us pay less taxes. I'm going to talk to you about the checkups or the check marks that you need to have for this journey. And I'm going to talk to you about the importance of setting financial goals for the new year. And I'm going to give you so many good things. So let's go ahead and dive in. First, I want you to start by reflecting on this year, 2023. Are you happy? I'm not even talking to you about your finances or your personal finances. I want you to ask yourself this question today. And that is, am I happy with the way I am living my life? A lot of times people don't understand that we have so much control on how we approach life. And I say this because I used to be one who I've always waited for people to give me an opportunity. I always waited for things to happen. And then one day I realized, you know what? I don't need to wait for anybody to give me permission. And the moment I just almost like reclaim that, that's the day when I started to really take control of my thoughts, control of my mind, control of my actions. And that gave me the permission to go after my dreams. And so I want you to reflect on this year. And I, and I don't want you to answer 20 questions. I don't want you to ask 10 questions. I just want you to ask yourself one question and answer it. Are you happy with your life? Number two, which is something that really broke my heart this year when I was helping private clients and some of the chicas inside the past cohorts of the academy was a lot of you have investments, but they're actually not invested. Let me explain what that means. A lot of you have said, yeah, I've opened a Roth IRA, Lucy, like I am an investor. And then I'm like, great. That's step number one, but there's more steps that you need to take. For example, a lot of people have opened a Roth IRA, but they never bought investments inside of this account. You have no idea how many mujeres, couple hombres también, I have been helping with understanding that just because you open a Roth IRA or any investment account, it's not automatically invested. So you have to make sure that you are making the time to review that account, okay? There's nothing worse than telling someone, hey, your account is not invested when they think that their account has been earning money for years. And I remember when I started my journey, hearing about this um, elderly lady who was investing for 25 years, or she thought she was investing for 25 years, but she never was given the information to invest her money. And so the money was just sitting in her account. And I was like, wow, that's awful. So I don't want to to happen to you. So make sure that you review your investments if you have them. If you are contributing to an employer-sponsored program such as a 401k, 403b, 457, you need to know that just because you are contributing up to the match, that doesn't mean that you can't contribute anymore, okay? In 2023, you can contribute $22,500 to this account. So review that, see where you are. And also, if you are someone who has access to a stock plan, that's another way that you can invest. Don't look at your account or stock plan as, oh my God, my company is not doing that great or I don't really... I'm not really in love with a company because that is just another venue for you to buy more assets and to really make it simple for you because when you participate in these programs, you are already not just like 
aware of what's there near you, but also all of these contributions get taken out of your paycheck automatically. So you have you don't even have to think about that, okay? So again, make sure that you review your investments, make sure that they are investing. And if you don't have access to any type of employer sponsored programs right now, but you do have earned income, this is your opportunity to actually decide, hey, I'm gonna take control of my life and my future. And I should be looking into opening perhaps a Roth IRA or an IRA, depending on where you are. Number three, I want to talk to you about tax planning. At the end of the year, which is when this podcast is going to go live, a lot of wealthy people are making moves when it comes to tax strategy. You need to understand that when you invest in the right investment accounts, it actually gives you leverage to reduce your taxable income. So let's say, for example, that you make hundred thousand dollars a year okay i know some of you make a little bit less but let's just bear with me to make the math easy so if you in fact make six figures so you make a hundred thousand dollars a year and you say wow i love my i love my income but i am going to leverage investing so i can pay like taxes and let's say that you max your 401k. And what I mean, you max not just the match, but actually the whole amount that is allowed by the IRS, you will be taxed not on the 100k that you make, but you will be taxed on 77,500. And these strategies are something that wealthy people use all the time. It is not the only strategy. The more I learn about investing in taxes and generational wealth, the more I'm drooling over these strategies because there are many strategies. And if we're not looking at tax planning as a way to reduce our taxable income, then we're doing it wrong. So I want you to also understand that it is time for us to really hire the help. So if you have been doing your taxes for, for years, it's time to give that to an accountant, okay? This is something I learned with my own journey and my clients. Like we tend to do it all. Oh, I know how to do taxes. I'm just going to do it. But here's the thing. The amount of time that you spend looking at your taxes or trying to figure out like what goes where, you could be using that time to do some other things, okay? So let me move to the next bullet point, which is checking on your emergency Fun. Now, if you have been listening for a while, you know that I don't like the word emergency because it just makes me uncomfortable. I want you to rethink the emergency, okay? The emergency fund is your peace of mind fund or your stability fund, however you want to name that. The emergency fund or the peace of mind fund or the stability fund is the first mile marker that you need to really go after if you don't have one in 2024. When you have this money available for you not to go buy tires, or maybe, yeah, you can buy tires for a car, but when you have this money set aside for when life happens, you are always going to be in control. And I also want to say this because I, I recently posted this, which I was like, it's a little bit strong, but I'm going to do it because I feel like sometimes we just need like a wake up call. And what I posted was that your credit cards 
are not your emergency fund. How crazy is that? I did say that. I said your credit cards are not your emergency fund because this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a, a lot of chicas, a lot of mujeres that are just relying so much on credit cards and they're like, oh, I'm going to swipe. I have money. I have this. And the truth is credit cards is not money. You continue to borrow loans, you, a high interest rate, by the way. And then at the end is you get so caught up on this usage of I'm just going to swipe and you're not prioritizing the emergency fund or the peace of mind that is going to really help you break generational cycles. So going into 2024, if you don't have a fully funded peace of mind, again, that is the one thing that you want to make sure that you have. And that's exactly where you need to start. Now, in case you're wondering, Lucy, how much should I have on this emergency fund that you're telling me? It really depends. Depends on whether you're single or married, whether you have kids or don't have kids. But let me just make an assumption, okay? Let's say that you're single, you have no kids, and you still live with your parents, right? Because a lot of us did that for a long time. Some of you are still doing that, and that's okay. I want you to aim to have your first 10K safe. And if you have a family with kids and you're married and you have a partner, I want you to also actually aim for the same amount because what happens is if we think of bigger numbers, our brain doesn't like that. Our brain automatically says danger. We're not going to make it. We're never going to do it. Oh my God, give up. Give up already. Don't even start because you know you're going to fail, right? So I want you to think of a small numbers. And a $10,000 emergency fund is like a, a great, comfortable place for you to start. Now, once you get there, we can talk about the next number that you want to have. This is actually a hard habit to, to master. And I'm saying this because you're talking to someone who used to be a overspender and uh, money avoidant and all of these. So what I want you to do is I want you to... Make it simple for you. Make it so simple where all of the money that you need to have here is automated already. Just like your 401k, just like your electricity bill, just like all of these bills that you already have, make it simple. And the thing is, yeah, if you wanna say, yeah, I wanna save 10K in six months or 10K in a year, it's gonna feel, it's gonna feel hard, but I know that you can do it, okay? And then the last thing that I have for you for this podcast episode on financial moves to make before the year ends, I want you to be a strategic going into 2024. I don't know about you, but I am tired of watching you struggle. I am tired of watching you just not go after your dreams. And so what I would like for you to do is I actually want to encourage you to set some financial goals for the next year. Now, what are financial goals? It could be starting with your peace of mind fund. Like in 2020, my first goal is to have a fully funded peace of mind or again, even $10,000 is more than enough to begin with. I also want you to make this goal a specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Why? Because if you don't have clear goals, 
you are going to just be throwing spaghetti at the wall and then you're going to go back into the cycle of living paycheck to paycheck, the cycle of ignoring your finances, the cycle of mañana. That's like the cycle that I honestly hate the most in our community. When my marido finally says, yes, I'm going to help you, we're going to do this, right? Like you have no time to wait, especially because I don't really watch the news, to be honest with you, but I have been seeing a little bit of like pieces of information here and there. And I'm like, wow, this is wild. So prepare to be secure, prepare to have the financial stability that you need. And also I want to say is if you don't have a specific goals, because I also do have some younger listeners, when I say younger, younger than me, maybe they're 25, 28, and they're not clear on what they want to do. They're like, I'm still trying to figure out my shit. I'm still trying to figure out my life. I don't even know what I want you to know that you can also have smart goals and have financial goals. The only difference for you is that you don't have a name or a label to the goal. For example, let's say that you're like, I want to have a casita, but I'm not sure if actually I want to do that. But you have the cash flow to do it. What I recommend is that you actually just open a fund, a high-yield savings, you name it Casita Fund, and then you just start contributing some money, whatever it is that you can right now, because you still don't know how much the Casita costs, you still don't know where the Casita is going to be, but you are creating the habit, and I want that for you. Let me repeat the financial moves that you need to make before the year ends, okay? Number one is reflect on this year and ask yourself the question, am I happy? Number two, I want you to review your investments if you already have them. And I want you to make sure that you have 100% certainty that those investments accounts are invested. Number three is I want you to lower your taxable income by leveraging the tax planning tips such as maxing out your 401k, your 403b, your 457, or opening a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, depending on where you are. Number five is setting financial goals for the next year using the SMART method, which stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And I'm going to add one more right now, and that is I want you to make the decision of 2024 being the year when you invested in yourself. I saw this quote a few days ago and I was like, that is such a good quote. And he said, when you don't put yourself first, you become second. And it totally makes sense, right? But I want you to make the decision of investing in yourself in 2020. Now, here's what I'm doing with my clients. When my clients decide to invest in my program, in the academy, in any type of investment that they make with Sayola Wealth, I've always want to help them increase that investment. And I want that for you too. I want you to make the decision to be part of the Sayola Wealth Academy. You're going to be in community. You're going to be learning so many things. And the most important part is that you are going to be able to 10x your investment. That is my commitment. This is the results that I create for my clients. And I want that for you. I want you to stop thinking 
that you have to do it all. I want you to allow me to help you. So in 2024, you can go after bigger goals. And here's the thing. The moment you decide to invest in yourself, everything is going to change because you're not going to be on your head. You're going to have the tools. You're going to have the clarity. And most importantly, you're going to have the accountability. And so I want you to prioritize you in 2024. And if you haven't, add your name to the waitlist to be part of the next cohort of the Say Hola Wealth Academy. Do it today, mujer. I want to help you create a life that comes with ease. And I want you to understand that this financial journey and this life journey is one that is going to be evolving and one that is going to be paying so many dividends for you, for your family, and for generations to come. And again, enrollment for the next cohort opens on January 4th. I hope to see you there and thank you so much for listening. What if I told you there is a way to get paid for the skills, knowledge, and the expertise you already have? Introducing Hefas and Wealth, a private offer for the beginner and aspiring coach who wants to build a business where they can make money while pursuing financial freedom and of course, create more impact in our community. There are million ways to make a million and you might be sitting on the best idea that you can monetize. If you are ready to learn more, make sure you check the link in the show notes. On the Say Hola Well podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes and it does not constitute legal accounting, tax, or other legal advice. Listeners should not act upon the content information without seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professionals. We assume no responsibility for the information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liabilities with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracy, omissions, misleading, or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitute an explicit understanding of acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.